Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. Listen, I hope you have had a great week or weekend, depending on when you're watching uh, this program. And I just want to say those that watch, we have so many that are so faithful, yeah, that watch every week, that partner with what we're doing. And I'm just, I'm amazed every week that that people love what we do. Yeah. And because um, I love what we do. And it just makes me so excited when other people are, are, are you know, into it just like we are. And, and um, I'm just so grateful to God for what he's doing. And um, I'm just so grateful to the Lord for you that are watching as well. You know, we really tackle a lot of news every week. I want to pull back this week, maybe next week, and talk about the news, but tie it more in with, with truly... A, a Bible study on these things. Listen, the Antichrist spirit is running rampant in the world. That's the first horse. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying that the first horse is riding. I'm just saying that it's, we're seeing a lot of precursors to the final end of days, to the end of the end of days with the Russian Ukraine conflict which very well could lead. Many people believe that it could launch us into World War III. That's the second horse, the red horse. The radical inflation of prices of, of everything that we're seeing, but especially food prices, that's going to cause famine. Uh, all of these things are taking place at the same time. That's the third horse. You know, I know you talked about it last week with the Russian war taking place, Andrew, and I'm just going to do a little recap on that. You see, Europe doesn't have enough gas right now to make it through the winter because of what Biden has done. So many people are going to die just because of, of that. Uh, also, Brazil is the number two grain-growing country in the world behind the United States, and they can't get any fertilizer at all from Russia. You saw, you spoke about it, you know, hundreds of, uh, it's like three, four, 500% increases, in even more in some places. You can't get fertilizer. So the number two growing, uh, uh, food growing country in the world cannot get any fertilizer. And why? Because they get every, every piece of their fertilizer from one place to one place only, and that is Russia. It is being embargoed right now, and there is a potential crop disaster now heading for this summer. And Ukraine can't grow any crops either. They're a major exporter. The fall is looking like a, 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 a bit of scarcity of food. Um, many people have long forgot about stocking up on food. Uh, I'm talking about 20-year shelf life food, but I'm also just talking about whenever you go to the grocery store, just put in a couple extra cans, canned goods yeah. in your cart. You're definitely going to want to break into that before you get into the 20-year shelf life stuff. That is correct, my friend. <laughs> and it's like, what can you afford? I mean, listen, it, it, whenever it starts to, it, and listen, it's, okay, well, the canned goods, you know, uh, are going to start going bad in six months. If there's a two-year shelf life, well, then start eating them. Put them in your basement. What can you afford? Just put them in your basement. You're going to eat it no matter what. Right? And just rotate those in and out. People have forgot about that. And, and, and what's coming upon the scene, many Americans are going to be sad. They're going to be uh, honestly in a prideful way like, a, like whining. 
that the prices are so expensive to get vegetables and such in the grocery store. But while, while we're whining about the prices, millions of people around the world will be literally dying just to keep things in perspective. But this is the third horse. And then obviously the fourth horse, I'm talking about disease. Let's do I didn't even go into that. COVID-19. That now obviously I have my thoughts on, you know, the survivability, 99.7%. But listen, that was a precursor. It was a gosh, I need to be careful because I really I want to stay on YouTube for a little bit longer. <laughs> so what I'm gonna say it. What they made the world do, okay? And I'm talking about the go ahead and put a graphic on the screen for that because and we do that because they listen the algorithms these artificial intelligent algorithms they they listen to the text they don't see what's on the screen typically so whenever the whole world takes the it has destroyed immune systems and i really do believe that there is something coming that what all of us thought COVID-19 was initially going to do, I think there's one coming that will do that very thing. And so you literally have this, this antichrist spirit, the, 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 the conflict with Russia, the inflation of food prices, the disease. I think it's time that we take a look once again at Revelation chapter 6, the first four horsemen. And it's going to take me a while to get there because this today is a Bible study. So I, I want to start off this show by quoting one of the men that has had such a, an incredible impact on my life. And that is the late Chuck, Dr. Chuck Missler. And Chuck Missler used to say this. He said, we have been plunged into a period of time about which the Bible says more than it does about any other period in human history, including the time when Jesus walked the shores of the Sea of Galilee or climbed the mountains of Judea. And he would say, this is a crazy statement. This is an, this is an outlandish, you know, statement, the audacity of myself to say something like this, right? And it's a statement in which he and I hope that you won't just simply take my word for, but that you would challenge, that you would be like the Brians of Acts chapter 17 and take and receive it, but go back and study if these things are true and right and accurate. And how do you do that? By doing two things. Find out what the Bible says about the climax of human history, the end days, not just what your favorite Bible teacher has been telling you. Right? So when we talk about this, don't just take my word for any of it. Crack open the Bible for yourself. You should be in the, in the Bible on a daily basis, feeding yourself in that spiritual world, in that spiritual realm, or you will spiritually die. You will be, you will be, you will be in need of everything that, that gives you life, spiritual life that sustains you, that nourishes you. If you're not in your word, which is the only thing that feeds you spiritually, you're going to be malnourished. Yeah. So you need to be in the word regardless every day. But crack open Revelation chapter six. Let's take a look at these things together. And also find out what is happening right now in the current world scene. You get passionate about what's happening in the world. You were destined to live. And, it's, and, and I've, you've, you've heard it, I've heard it, but it's an encouraging thing that 
You know, you had no control. You had zero control about existing. Mm -hmm. Wasn't your decision to exist, to be created. You had zero say in it. And you could say, well, you know, your parents had some say. Well, you know what? There's a sovereign God that had the ultimate say, mm -hmm. that, 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 that organized everything to take place. You are not an accident. You may be a mistake by your parents, right? I mean, because accidents do happen, but you're not a mistake in God's eyes. And you're just not a mistake. And the thing is, is that God created you to live in this time period of human history. And that's just give you encouragement, encouragement. You see, not everyone is going to understand. This is, this is something else. Let's keep going. Not everyone is going to understand the, the world events. They're not going to understand the prophetic nature. They just won't get it no matter how many times you say it until you're blue in the face. They will not get it. They will not understand it. And guess what? Jesus spoke in parables. Jesus said that you'll be hearing, but just never understanding, mm -hmm. right? John, the author of the book of Revelation, he writes in veiled speech as well. The Lord doesn't want, or rather didn't intend on everyone understanding. Do you get that? Do you understand that? <laughs> John wants insiders to understand. And like I said, that's why Jesus that's why Jesus spoke in parables. In Matthew chapter 10, uh, Matthew, uh, chapter 13, verse 10 through 17, uh, Jesus says this, And the disciples came and said to him, that's Jesus, Why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus answered them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. So Jesus grants he allows certain people to get it, to understand it. And then he just doesn't allow others. And I, I don't have any say in that. Mm -hmm. He hardens the hearts that he chooses and softens those that he chooses. Yeah. Now it's not for us to say, well, that person's just not getting it. So I'm not going to share the gospel with them anymore. I'm not going to talk to them about the events that are taking place. That's not for us because we don't know. We cannot see the heart. God can see the heart. So don't ever take what I just said and excuse it that you don't witness anymore or excuse it that you don't have to explain to people that even your fellow brethren or sisters in the Lord of what's coming, that's not what I'm saying by any means. But it says to you, you've been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has to him more shall be given and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have... Whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Understand that this, this has nothing to do with money. Everybody thinks this has to do with money. Like, read, read it in context. That had nothing to do with money. It has to do with the Word of God. Understanding the, the mysteries of the Word of God. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Because while seeing, they do not see. And while hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand. In their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says you will keep on hearing, but you will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull with their ears. They scarcely hear and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, 
and understand with their heart and return, and I would heal them. That's Jesus quoting Isaiah. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. But you see, Daniel, Daniel, the prophet, had this understanding. And we can read about that in Daniel chapter 11, or excuse me, chapter 10, verse 14. Now I have come to give you an understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision pertains to the days yet future. Daniel 12, 10. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. So according to the Holy Scripture, many people simply will not understand end-time prophecies and events. That's right. Yeah. Let's, let's keep going. Let's get in now to the four horsemen. So the first uh, four seals of Revelation are, afor- are referred to, as, as you likely know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, a great studying tool to understanding how the entire Word of God is connected is by studying the book of Revelation. Because there's only 404 verses in the book of Revelation. But yet it will take you to over 800 places throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament. 404 verses with over 800 allusions from the Old Testament. Chuck Mister used to always say that it's a it's a clear indication of your knowledge of the Old Testament. Yeah. And 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 Revelation was essentially written in code. Because it's like, oh, you know, Revelation is so weird. You know, all of this typology and this like the 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 symbolism, I just don't understand it. It's it's a mystery. No, listen, it's an indication that you haven't been studying the Old Testament. Yeah. For example, you literally, it, it's, 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 a, it's a puzzle piece. And there's certain things, you know, the idioms of the Holy Spirit. There are certain things that will consistently mean the same thing throughout Scripture. Like, for example, so oftentimes rock, whenever you see the word rock, you read it in its context, like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's talking about Jesus. And it's throughout the Scripture, or the bread and the wine. Yeah. You know, it, it's talking about Jesus throughout the scripture or other things like... Like um, like water and like oil. Exactly. Yes, yeah. like water would be uh, often symbolic of a mass amount of people. Yeah. And so that's why, for example, whenever it talks about the Antichrist or the beast coming out of the water, like, well, so like people like, you know, the old images of uh, people that understand the connectedness of the Bible, they would draw these images of this horrific, ugly, nasty, disgusting beast literally walking up out of the ocean like Godzilla style, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, and the thing is, is that, first off, beast there doesn't mean beast in the sense of like, it means, it literally means living being. Mm-hmm. And so it's saying a living being will come up out of um, a sea of people, 
So a massive group of people and the Antichrist will come up out of it. So it's it's just a puzzle piece. So you find out what these, these things mean and you find out what they meant in the Old Testament. You can plug them back in in the New Testament in Revelation and it all comes together like a perfect puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you can understand it. There's actually an allusion to the four horsemen. It's not... It's not um, a perfect illusion, but it is an illusion to the four horsemen of Revelation chapter uh, chapter six, all the way back in the book of Zechariah, yeah. chapter six. I looked up again, and there four before me were four chariots coming out from between two mountains, mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second black, and the third white, and the fourth dappled, which is which means like it's a gray color, that palish that palish gray. All of them powerful. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, what are these, my Lord? The angel answered me, these are the four spirits of heaven going out from standing in the presence of the Lord of the whole world. The one with the black horses is going toward the north country and the one with the white horses toward the um, toward the west and the one with the dappled horses toward the south. When the powerful horses went out, they were straining to go throughout the earth. And he said, go throughout the earth." So they went throughout the earth, and then they, then he called to me, Look, those going toward the north country have been given my spirit rest in the land of the north. And Revelation chapter 6, the seal judgments. So let's get into this. I keep saying it because we're just getting, we're going more. We're going more. <laughs> going, we're going deeper more. and deeper. That's right. So right now, we're going to be peering into the future um, as to what is going to take place here in Decatur, Illinois. And in your town, in your city, your village. I grew up in the village of Mount Zion. Yeah. People are like, oh, village? I guess it's, it's called Village of Mount Zion. Did the whole village raise you? Yeah. yeah. Like the whole, like the That's whole right. saying? That's exactly right. It took a village to raise me <laughs> and to pick me up. And uh, and listen, so what we're talking about here is going to happen. It's going to happen throughout the entire world. The, the book of Revelation is often not reserved to one small geographical location. In some instances it is, but the majority of it majority of it is described to take place throughout the entire earth, throughout the entire globe. The opening of the seven seals, the four horsemen that are about to ride. The first four seal judgments are represented as four horses. Now, talking about idioms, horses throughout the Old T- Testament are often used as signs of judgment. Horses equal judgment. We don't have time, but you can look it up in 2 Kings chapter 6, 15 through 18 is on the bottom of the screen. Jeremiah 46, 9 and 10. Joel 2, 3 through 11. Nahum 3, 1 through 7. Zechariah 1, uh, chapter 1, 8 through 11 and 6, 1 through 7. Horses equal judgment. So we know that judgment is coming upon the world. These are God, this is God's ordained, executed judgments upon the world. This is the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, Daniel's 70th week, the great tribulation, defined by Jesus in Matthew 24, who was quoting from Daniel 12. And Jesus says this in Matthew 24, 21 through 22, for then there will be great tribulation, such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. This will be worse 
than the Nazi persecution in Germany. Yeah. Okay? Now, many try to make these scriptures actually fit that. But did you know that, that, that during the Holocaust and World War II, one out of every three Jews were killed? Zechariah tells us that what's coming will kill two out of every three Jews. Here is the scripture. Zechariah 13, 8 through 9. And I shall come to pass in all the land, says the Lord, that two-thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it. I will bring the one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name. Who will? So these events are yet to take place. One-third of of Israel, the, the, the Jews, were killed in the Holocaust. Zechariah 13 has, has yet to be fulfilled where there's something so catastrophic that's going to happen to the political nation of Israel and the Jewish people that it will kill off two out of three and the remaining one-third. And it also, That is who, let me finish this, that is who will call upon the name of God. Yeah, and it also says, it shall come to pass in all the land that two-thirds shall be cut off, but one-third shall be left in it. I think it's also talking about the actual physical land of Israel. If you're trying to compare it to the Holocaust, yeah. they weren't in Israel. That's they were right, in Germany. Yeah, that's right. And they will call on my name. Isn't that amazing? That is where the Jews, the, 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 the people of God, and we're the people of God too, mm-hmm. grafted in will call upon his name and will recognize Jesus as the Messiah. It's that final third. They will call on my name and they will, and I will answer them. I will say, this is my people. And each one will say, the Lord is my God. You know, let's talk about Israel for a second. You know, many of us act like um, that nothing bad will ever happen to Israel. You know, God's people, you know. You know, I've heard people say all the time, you know, oh, well, I'm going to go over there. I don't care what's going on. God God will protect me when I'm over there. I'm in the safest place on earth. Really? I, I beg to differ that you're in the safest place on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over there. God will protect me. God will protect me. God will protect me. Okay. Well, let's hope that, you know, Zechariah uh, chapter 13 doesn't take place while you're there. Now, so I, I'm saying this because of this. I'm not saying don't go to Israel. I'm just saying don't have the naivety to think that nothing bad will ever happen to you whenever you're there. I loved, I went to Israel in 2014 for a couple of weeks. Life-changing. It was amazing. If I had enough money, I would go to Israel literally probably every single year. Yeah. But I would go understanding the risk. (laughs) that God isn't just going to supernaturally protect me because I'm there because it's the safest place on earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if God wants to protect me, he will. If he doesn't, he won't. But like, it's just like that, that thing. So like, here's the thing is that scripture makes many mentions of Israel coming to a point of, of almost being completely destroyed. But the miracle is that a remnant of Jews survive it all and call upon the Lord's name. You see, Psalms 83, you've, you've probably, you might have read the book. You might have, you know, under, you know, you heard these lectures, the Psalms 83 war. 
and how and how that has not yet taken place. But the Psalms 83 war is paired with Isaiah 17. So we would say the Isaiah 17 war. So it's Psalms 83 and Isaiah 17. They're talking about the same instances. And we can agree that the Psalms 83 war has yet to take place. So let's look at, at some details of that war that can be that can be found in Isaiah chapter 17. It says this. The burden against Damascus, behold, Damascus will cease from being a city, and it will become a ruinous heap. The cities of Aurora are forsaken, they will be for the flock for flocks, which lie down, and no one will make them afraid. The fortress also will cease from Ephraim, the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They will be as the glory of the children of Israel, says the Lord of hosts. In that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob will wane. That is talking about Israel. And the fatness of his flesh grow lean. It shall be as when the harvester gathers the grain and reaps the heads with his arm. It shall be as he who gathers heads of grain. Listen, that means most of Israel will be like it is after harvest. Only a small amount of grain is left in the valley of Raphaim. Yet gleaning grapes will be left in it, like the shaking of an olive tree. Two or three olives at the top of an uppermost bough, four or five in its most fruitful branches, says the Lord God of Israel. So it's saying, or like an olive tree where most of the olives are plucked off and only a few remain. But what does it say once again in verse 7? And in that day, in that day, a man will look to his maker and his eyes will have respect for the Holy One of Israel. And again, Matthew 24, For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. This has yet to take place. This is referring to the seven-year tribulation period, which most believe starts with the seven seal judgments. Yeah, and like you said, we don't know you know the antichrist spirit is rising and is, and is is riding but we're not saying necessarily that the first horse is riding we're not necessarily saying that the horse of war is riding right now but jesus talked about these times as birth pangs and i've always understood that to mean that in the same way that a woman when she's getting ready to go into labor and to give birth her contractions get more severe and they get closer together and i think that in the in the very same way these historical events we're going to see them get worse and worse and closer and closer together that's right and i appreciate you saying that because some of my friends that are in the realm of what i do believe that the horsemen are actually out of the barn and riding mm -hmm. now i do not believe that because i believe once they start riding it actually starts the tribulation, because that first horseman, as we'll see, truly is the Antichrist coming upon the scene and being recognized by the world for what he is. That has not yet taken place. These are precursors, kind of like, it's kind of like the God like giving us warnings of what's to come. Like, like you know, we have a whole show on it, the, the parallels of Nazi Germany and Hitler right. to the global dictatorship that the New World Order is building right now. Yeah the B system. So thank you for clarifying that. Let's open up the book of Revelation. Oh my goodness. We're 28 minutes in. <laughs> so that'll conclude 
this portion of the show, we're going to get in next week to the Four Horsemen of Revelation. Um, listen, I want to thank those that have been supporting us. I've said that if 10% of our viewing audience, the numbers that we know that are watching us, if 10% gave $30 a month, recurring giving every month, it would pay for everything that we need to pay for, including our airtime, right? We'd have to stop doing these big $50,000, $100,000 fundraisers at the end of the year. If 10% gave $30 a month, go to the ZachDrewShow.com, ZachDrewShow.com. Click that bright orange donate button and set up a recurring plan, either on Tithely or PayPal, to support what we do at this ministry. And I want to end with this. Get into your word. We'll see you next week.